0: morning so uh, what 610 uh, something like that 610 615 27 degrees out honestly it does not feel all that cold i mean it is cold but no wind so yay uh, yesterday i a kind of late morning walk so not a lot of news. My plan for yesterday was to
1: uh,
0: get what was it, Uh, 2,000 words done since I had a day off and uh, edit an entire episode have been the 14th chapter, and uh, get on the laundry. Now, of those three, which do you think is the most likely to have happened? You're right. The one that lets me mainline Breaking Bad while I'm doing it. Yes, I got all of my laundry done and got all the way up to season 5 on Breaking Bad and uh, didn't get any extra words done and didn't get any chapters edited.
1: It's
0: funny. Even going in knowing that certain things are going to be difficult to pull off doesn't make it any easier. Even knowing that I was going to try, but probably didn't have a whole lot of chance at getting that done, that was not enough to motivate me to get it done. So I don't know it's hard to feel too bad about it because you know, got up this morning and wrote a thousand words, and once you start feeling like all right, I got my momen- I have my momentum, then you don't feel so bad when you slip up. Mr. Jasper is with me today. He is as nervous about the ice as I am. Possibly less. He He does not have as far to fall. (laughs) So. Anyway. So. My thousand words sometimes when you're writing a whole lot. I mean, you know that your writing is going to be trying to figure out how to put this. I know I'm going to be editing out a bunch of stuff. I say I'm writing ten thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars. Uh, say I'm writing 100,000 words per book. Uh, I should be so lucky to get (laughs) $10,000, but, uh, I actually figure that I'm going to ship books that are about 80 or 90,000 words. Yikes.
1: The
0: ice here is kind of creepy. Um. So assuming that I'm going to ship 80 or 90,000 words <coughs> I write a hundred thousand Fully aware that I'm probably going to have to excise a bunch of it I do believe that was a hare. Hey, here comes a puppy. So so anyway, I know I'm going to get rid of some of the lines, I know I'm going to be cutting out a bunch of stuff, so I deliberately assume I'm going to write more than I'm actually going to, you know, end up writing. Still, so, 60,000 of the best words is going to be better than 100,000 of mixed bag. Anyway, what I'm getting at is some days you look at it and you just say, I think I'm going to end up editing this out. And I may do that today. I came up with a uh, form of adhesive that uses covalent bonds among monomolecular surfaces. Which all sounds good, except that I'm pretty sure it's all in my head. And uh, as such, I'm pretty sure I'm wrong. My grasp of science is not great. Um, I mean, I have a fairly decent understanding of science. I can explain Einstein's general theory of relativity, but... I know enough to know that I don't know nearly as much as others. So armed with that, I do techno babble instead. Anyway, so I was writing about how you could use a monomolecular knife edge to foil a monomolecular adhesive. Specifically, jamming a penknife into a uh, a sealed door. I was coming up with a way for uh, the lower classes to come up with a cheap MacGyver jury-rigged solution for uh, having areas shut off to them. Which is all well and good. But I just spent, what, 1500 words talking about healthcare. And then, and then talking about uh, how to break into houses that are sealed with a monomolecular seal. In short, it may not uh, may not be great stuff to leave into the book. In the book, leave in the book. <laughs> Anyway, uh, but that's okay. That's okay because it's an extra thousand words. And uh, if I end up cutting it later, at least I know I'll be cutting it in, uh, let's see, December, January, I'll be cutting it in January, late January, February as compared to waiting six months or a year to get to the point where I start editing. That's a good feeling.
1: Uh, what else?
0: Had some fun with the healthcare thing. Not getting political here, I'm just saying. I had some fun with... One of my goals is to show through these commoners how they live, and how it's different from the way the uh, even the lower nobility live. And uh, so, one of the differences that I show is uh, is through their healthcare. And I wanted to make it as graphic as possible. I wanted to make it as clear. This is the haves and the have-nots. This is like ancient Rome kind of uh, level of barbarism. And as such, I basically set up a uh, world where you don't get seen by the doctors unless some nobleman has said, all right, we're going to let the doctors into your town this week and that the noblemen limit that access deliberately so that they can control population. If one area is too populous, you limit their access to medical supplies. That kind of thing. Made it clear the doctors can't prescribe without no noble go-aheads. Not saying that every nobleman has to sit there and watch every pill, but they can say you only get this much antibiotics. You only get this much anesthesia. You only get this much, I don't know, acid. Anyway. So yeah, but even that... that wasn't quite brutal enough. So I made up this story where the nobleman had medicos go into an area and offer free healthcare. But they sterilized all the brown-eyed women without consent. Without telling them. And they did it because the noblemen were having bets over who had the most blue-eyed servants. Not servants, but commoners, vassals. And to us, that level of cruelty is almost unimaginable. You got brown eyes, so without telling you We're going to uh, fix it so that you can't ever have children again. It sounds horrific, but the really creepy part is I'm not making that up. The intent, yes. But there was a doctor, I want to say in Tennessee, who, uh, for years, If he had people come in, women that he considered of low stature, they were poor, they had abortions, they didn't seem to have good self-control, he took it upon himself as a medical professional to improve humanity by sterilizing the women without their consent and without their knowledge. Honestly, I think that's the creepiest part, is just knowing that it's real, that it really happened. Uh, And yes, I mean, yes, he was caught, he was tried and sent to prison and all that kind of stuff, but just, that, that wasn't like in the 1700s or the 1800s. That was just about 60, 70 years ago. If I remember the story right, race factored into it as well. Like he figured, I don't mind the blacks that are trying to improve themselves, but not those that of low status, I suppose. I don't know how he thought. Read up on it a lot when it first came out. When I first found out about it, but haven't in a while. Yeah, but that's serious uh, Mangala kind of stuff, and it's really wild to think, you know, it happened here. It happened in America. Modern America. my modern <laughs> I think I read somewhere that in the nineteen fifties, I think, there were more outhouses than indoor bathrooms. <laughs> oh, please let that be my one slip. Let that be the one time that I slipped on the ice. Anyway, um... Could be wrong about that number, but then again, could be wrong about the whole thing. Oh, this is an icy bunch. hope they're able to salt this before the kids come out here. (coughs) This area is pretty close to a school, so... Like I said, 27 degrees, it's probably not going to get any less icy. Let's try walking on the other side, Jasper. All clear. We just got just as much water runoff, but no overhanging trees. Anyway, uh, so yeah, had some pretty horrific stuff and. See, the heroes are just about to break into this building where they're squatting.
1: And, uh, what else?
0: Yesterday I got all the laundry done. Got caught up on Breaking Bad. You know, it's funny. All through season four... I wanted Walter to win. Gus Fring is probably the greatest villain I have ever seen. Because he was smart, he was methodical, he was businesslike and utterly devoid of emotion. He was fearless.
1: He was just...
0: He was effective. I think that's the thing. He was a very effective businessman. And there's... very little more dangerous than an effective evildoer. So anyway, I thought Gus was was just amazing. I thought his, uh, death was probably one of the best scenes in television history I mean the brutality of it the uh, straightening the tie man that was just amazing straightening his ties he walked out and those of you who have seen it You know what I'm talking about, those that you haven't. Sorry to ramble on about it, but... But it was pretty amazing. Uh, Anyway. So now I'm on to season five. They've won everything. And it's brilliant because they show that Walt winning might actually be worse than Walt having died a hero. What was that uh, Aaron Eckhart quote from uh, Dark Knight Rises? You either die young or live to uh, become the thing you hate. Live long enough to become the thing you hate. Something like That. that. So yeah. It's it's kind of annoying because Walt has become so obviously the uh, prototypical drug lord. You know, he's got his his mall at home. And she treats him like she's a hostage and he keeps saying no baby it's not like that. Every single interaction that he has with people is the, uh, we're done when I say we're done kind of thing. Constantly posturing and trying to prove how badass he is. Everybody, I mean everybody, has walked away from him at this point. Junior's probably still on his side, because Junior's been kept in the dark the entire time. but. Everybody, even Mike and Jesse, even Sky, everybody has left him behind. And he doesn't care. Because he has his money and his status as the best at something. They say Walter White was the greatest evil villain. And I don't know that I believe that. I think Fring was much better at being evil. Because Walter, to the very end, is saying that he's doing this for his family. I guess it's just a question of whether we believe it or not. Whether he's just saying that to, uh rationalize what he's doing. As Sky pointed out, the uh, car wash was doing well enough that he could afford to quit. Make a little profit. Get by on that. But he ain't gonna. Because he thinks he's the best at this and he has, above all else, pride. Every single mistake he's made has been due to pride. Anyway, so while I enjoyed watching him in the previous seasons, feeling like, oh man, any second now they're gonna take him down and oh, so rough, poor guy. Season five, man. I don't even know if I want to keep watching it because I hate watching the hero sink so low, watching him become this thing. I only mention all this because I figure at some point, I'm going to write a serious antagonist. Atherton, uh, Chief Trumbull, these guys are not serious antagonists. They are all They are all basically human beings who are doing things other people disagree with, because they believe it's for the best, in their own selfish little ways. And while Atherton probably wouldn't stoop to, I wouldn't uh, have a problem stooping to killing someone to forward his own ends, it's not something they regularly do, you know? By comparison, for Walter White, it's just the cost of doing business. It's just factored in having to kill people it wasn't in the beginning of course but a kid happens to see them
1: they kill him and that's
0: all there is he comes up with rationale for why it's okay had to happen, we won't go to jail, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Anyway. So I was thinking about it because someday I want to write for somebody who's truly evil. And I don't think I've got that yet. I'm still doing the evil people are people too kind of stuff. Let's see, what else? Didn't go to work yesterday. Lazed around. I'm willing to bet that I undid some of my good work on the diet.
1: But... That is
0: odd. Come on, just. Sorry, um, Jasper is very well trained, he's used to walking on my left, however when I start walking in the snow on the left, that means he's got to walk in the snow, and he is, don't worry that's not me. Some people have a lot of trouble with traffic circles. Good boy, Jasper. Alright. back over here now. Good boy. Anyway, um Yeah, so uh he's used to walking on my left, because that's how we heal. Good boy. And uh He doesn't like walking in the snow. So when I started walking on the left in the snow, he followed me for a little bit and then he hung back and not knowing quite how to reconcile that with the rules, he decided to just sit in the snow. Saying, nope, not walking in it. Eventually he decided he was going to get back up on the icy sidewalk. And I made it clear to him that sometimes it's okay to break that rule. This is an extreme circumstance. Some people say that consistency is so important. You have to enforce these situations. But I think he trusts me more when I make it clear that the rules have to have a, uh, a good reason that yes, this is the rule, he knows the rule, he follows the rule, he's a good boy, but, if he has a good enough reason, I'm not gonna get mad. I mean, I wouldn't get mad anyway, but. Just saying, I know some people jerk dog into position. Because it's where they want the dog to be and I don't know if it makes me a bad owner or what but I don't do that I'll put them in position you know for training and he doesn't understand what the rule is I'll do that to explain it and I I do keep consistency on that. (sighs) But he's an old dog. He knows the rules. And, and he does not normally break them. I mean, look at that. Look at that good boy. Walking along like a good boy. Tell you what, (laughs) Bubby. Tell you what, buddy. This might be our best shot. All right. Sit. Stay. Stay. Good boy. Stay there. Good boy. Okay. Okay. Anyway. I've seen situations where his adherence to the rules actually put us in a bit of danger. You know, stepping where he shouldn't step because he's trying really hard to stay on my left, that kind of thing. So I know he's a good dog. And. That gives you a certain amount of latitude. <sighs> Alright, so, what else? Let's see. <sighs> we had a snow day. We didn't do very much. I'm actually kind of stunned that I didn't play Borderlands because that's one of those sort of, you're snowed in, Play video games kind of thing. Kind of surprised the gearbox didn't go like, Hey look, there's a bunch of you people snowed in. Here's some shift codes. Get back to playing. But whatever. They didn't. And I didn't. And this morning I woke up bright and early. Got my thousand words. Got my daily walk. Getting back in the swing of things. Even with all the ice and snow, I got out here. And I'll admit, I'm still being a total puss about it. Thinking about wearing. Knee pads when I go walking around on so much ice. It's weird. I'm in good health. But I'm constantly nervous about getting old. So... I uh... I think we can make it. Okay. Come on buddy. Hustle, hustle. Good boy. Those of you who are only getting this by audio, you missed it. I just jumped across some train tracks in an amazing act of personal danger and sacrifice. And even as I cleared the train tracks, I grabbed my puppy and pulled him to safety just before the train ran past. Or not. You know, it might have just been me crossing the street right before this, the bus got there. That's the difference between the video and the audio version, kids.
1: Uh, anyway. So...
0: Got up right and early. Even though it's flippin' freezing. We had the uh, company party for the kids last week. Saturday, I think. And we were supposed to have the company party for the adults on Friday. Which is kind of fun. I'll admit, I don't really fit into that kind of social circle. The standing around and chatting with a drink in your hand type of crowd. I'm not good at chatting. And it seems like most of the people in my company like to talk about what little geniuses all their kids are. And don't get me wrong. I'm proud of my little girl, but, I don't know. Sounds cheap to uh, crow about her achievements as though they were mine. What she's done is hers. And her right walking around saying oh I taught my child to read in just two years or my child's walking three months before the books say you should be walking that clearly means he's going to be a nuclear physicist I
1: don't know
0: it's not my thing and everybody's having babies now which is kind of cool, I like families as much as the next guy. Just seems like this year there was a lot of it. Which seems odd because while 2013 wasn't the disastrous economic year 2012 was, wasn't exactly great either. And I don't think I'd make it a priority to have a child in the year when most health when most healthcare stories are not positive. Anyway. So yeah, it just seems kinda odd.
1: But I'm glad for them. Um
0: Ali and I are thinking we might have a child ourselves, so don't feel like I have much right to judge on that. I don't know, it's just weird hanging out with people and talking about their kids for like two hours. I guess it's weirder for me because I don't do it. I mean, I don't talk about my kids, so it seems weirder to talk about their kid for two
1: hours. And uh,
0: Anyway, turns out we're not even going to do that because they, uh, my company booked the same hotel as another company. We're having their Christmas party at the exact same time. And so while it would be lots of fun to crash the party, our company has decided to postpone and do something different. Don't know what. Probably something in mid-January. Christmas in mid-January. Won't that be fun? We're at about forty minutes and the uh low battery lights coming on. Just FYI, if I suddenly lose you I hope this hasn't been as much prattling as I feel like it's been I think it's gonna be a nice day No wind, no precipitation really you know, it occurs to me, I say, I think it's gonna be a really nice day, and then I hit a patch of ice. I was like, oh man, I'm so gonna fall on my ass after saying that. I'm a big one for tempting the fates. Goals for the day. All right. Obviously, day job. Uh, today's Wednesday, we had to uh, skip the uh, registered dinner with Paulette yesterday because of the weather. Uh, I don't expect that to be an impediment to going to work today, so probably, I mean, I'm planning to go to work after a day job is done. I don't think we have anything planned for today. So I'm gonna try and get like half of the episode, podcast episode done. If I could do half an episode every day for the rest of this week, I would be done with the entire episode by the end of the week. And that's pretty cool. I need to uh, finish up the print versions. There's some uh, hardback versions of my books that I need to finish up designing for a single run kind of thing and then uh, I want to podcast Discount Miracles at some point that one never I never posted a potty book of it and it's my worst seller so far. So, while I'm not saying that correlation is causation, I want to take that excuse off the list. So i got to do that. So, i 33,000 words, still close to the beginning of December actually close to the first week in December so I'm falling behind but but I should still have a book by March and that's pretty cool new book by March and then fates are good another one by June morning Anyway,
1: coming up on the house now, so I will talk to you tomorrow.